and welcome to your Roy Rooters podcast, your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics, your six-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, and your your 11-time national champions in football, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, your 51-time Scottish Premier League champion, Celtic football, your six-time English Premier League champion, Chelsea football, your Gonzaga men's basketball team, your Wright State baseball team, and your five-time national champions in college hockey, the Boston College Eagles. I am your host, Tom O'Shea, also known as the Junkyard Dog, also known as the T.O. Schwiggins, and you can't change that. Okay. So, we've been gone for a week. Yeah, we have been gone for a week, so a lot of news has happened since then. All right, so let's get into that news. So we got Providence and uh, all right. So here we go. So here we go. So news. All right. So first off, um, on Monday, Pedroia said that he will not be planning on making a comeback and is expected to retire by the end of the month. All right. So, yeah, that's mean. That's kind of the end for Petey right there. Yeah, in a Red Sox uniform. It really is sad. It really is sad that he will possibly not be in a Red Sox uniform possibly next year. And you you know who you should thank for that? Freaking Manny Machado. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Sliding Going sliding the second space spikes high back in 2017 on Madroya, basically spiking him in the yeah in the ankle. Man, what what a dipshit! Seriously, fuck Machado. But he was having some problems as of like yeah, and he's just getting to that point. He's just getting old. But at the same time, it really is a shame to see Madroya go like this. Yeah, for someone who could have more years on his career if he did not get injured by Machado, yeah, it really does stink. So, yeah, so hopefully, yeah, so hopefully if, like, this is the end, thank you so much to Pedroia. Thank you for giving us or giving us many memories as a Red Sox playing second base. Your work ethic and your hard work. Maybe a little bit some of your antics too, but at the same time, thank you so much. And hopefully you'll be in the Hall of Fame sometimes and maybe have your number retired with the rest of the like numbers like David Ortiz, Pedro Martinez, Ted Williams, Jim Rice, Carl or uh, Carl Yastrzemski, Carlton Fisk, and all those guys up near uh, the left field uh, pavilion. All right, so the Red, or so Notre Dame football has landed a four-star recruit, Tyson Ford. So this might be pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not. Yeah, so yeah, that would actually be pretty neat to have him. So the Bruins lose to the Islanders on uh, Martin Luther King Day um, on a one-nothing uh, defeat. Yeah, so the only goal was by the Islanders. We won't go too much into this, but they fall to uh one or a one one and one. So yeah, so at this point they have not scored a goal. They only scored three goals the entire year and at this point they were last place in the league 
in goals. All right, and then Chelsea football played uh, Leicester City on uh, Tuesday. Or was it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. They played them on Tuesday and lost 2-0. Yeah, so there's no point going over that game. That they because Chelsea didn't score a single goal the entire game, so yeah, one, two, nothing or two nil, as I should say, two nil, and then Celtic football basically fell apart. Like, well, they played uh, Livingston in a uh, in a uh, Tony Macaroni Arena, and the game. Well, thankfully. It did not end up in a loss, but it still ended up in a draw, and that still kind of is not great if you end a draw. So the score is two-two uh, or two-two uh, or two-two Celtic draw with uh, Livingston, which kind of hurts them a little bit too. So let's go over that game a little bit too. Who scored the two goals? I was watching the game before work. I was like hanging out, like um, waiting for work, and yeah, it just looked like Celtic did not have it. There were fouls that Celtic were giving, like um, the one, um, yeah, like a Shane or Sean Delphi got or made like a foul on Wednesday, and that was not really great. So yeah, that kind of cost them and gave Livingston a goal, their first goal of the game. All right. So the only goals that um, Celtic got was a goal by Muhammad and Milos and or Milosioni tied up, and then. Another goal before halftime by uh, Nick Bitten to tie to, or to take the lead two to one, but then yeah, Livingston got a goal, and then that was just the final score after that. Yeah, which kind of at the same time, yes, it's not a loss, but at the same time, it kind of does hurt them in points wise in the standings if they don't get a win. So that's not really great. Yeah, so not great. For Celtic football, they've been kind of falling apart a little bit too. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but they need to figure it out. These, this is the team that won nine straight Scottish League championships. There is no reason they are kind of like the New England Patriots of the Scottish Premier League, a little bit too. Yeah, they just had so much success over the years, just winning title after title. This is no reason that this should not be the season where it all comes to an end. Then the Boston Celtics played against the 76ers. They lost this one 117 to 109 and go on a two-game losing streak, so not very great, not great at all. At Wells Fargo Arenas, the game one of a two-game set between the 76ers in Philadelphia. So let's go over that. So yeah, so 117 to 109. Just not great whatsoever. Just just got owned by. Yeah, they basically were just owned by the 76ers, led by Joel Embiid. All right, so my top performers in points. Come on. Here we go. All right, so my top performers in points. Uh, Jalen Brown with 26. Marcus Smart with 25. Um, Daniel Tice with 23. Um, Kemba Walker with 19 points, and then with five points, it was uh, Jeff Teague with five. So those are my top five top performers in points. So, yeah. hmm. All right, and then, oh, good news, Wright State baseball. 
looks like they are coming back. I know we haven't talked a lot about Wright State baseball. It's not a lot of news has been coming out, but it looks like there's been news concerning the 2021 season. Looks like they are back. Starting February the 19th, they will play some baseball. And here's the schedule. So the first, uh, so here we go. So here's the, how the schedule will break down. They'll play two non-conference series, and then the rest of the series will be conference, low Horizon League uh, game series. And they will all be weekend series, so there will not be any midweek games or week or midweek seasons, just weekend series. And they will all be, I believe, looks like um, three-game sets, but they could play some doubleheaders, so four-game sets, so depends. So, yeah, so here we go. So, from February the 19th to the 21st, they'll play uh, the defending, and I should say the defending champs, even though it was 2019 that they won the title. And the reason why I say they're the defending champs is because there was no College World Series last year because they canceled the season after the whole COVID pandemic started in March. So, like, they basically did not just continue the season. They just made, you know where we're done. We're not going to play any more games. So, that's why I said Vanderbilt, the Defending world, defending national champions. Uh, so they'll play them on February the 19th to the 21st. Then they will head down to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and play the Alabama Crimson Tide on the 26th, on the 26th to the 28th. And then the rest of the way, two home series, first on March the 5th through the 7th against Northern Kentucky for conference play. Then on March 12th to the 14th against Youngstown State. And then... Uh, conference uh, away games or away series. First off for the 19th and the 22nd, 21st at University of U of I in Chicago, then at Youngstown State, and then a home series on April the 9th for the 11th against uh, Purdue or, or Purdue uh, North or Fort Wayne. Oh, they're in the conference? Huh. That's, that's kind of neat. I don't know. Maybe they are, huh? And then April the 16th through the 18th um, against Oakland at Oakland in Michigan, not Oakland, California, Oakland, Michigan. I had a buddy that played or I had a buddy that played there after he was done at Harlan. Old Andre Sepena. And then uh, on April the 23rd to the 25th, they'll play Northern Kentucky again, but at Northern Kentucky. And then April the 30th through May the 2nd, they will play against uh, I, or uh, Indiana University at Purdue in Fort Wayne, Indiana, in Fort Wayne. And then the last cruise series will be at home May the 7th to the 9th against Milwaukee. And then May the 20, May the 14th for the 16th versus Oakland. So, yeah. And then playoffs to be determined. And here's some news, Notre Dame football news, and not very great news whatsoever. Looks like they have violated NCAA uh, recruiting rules. So, yeah, so it looks like a recruiter – so a recruiter basically went off campus and basically – or broke uh, recruiting rules and basically recruited a guy against, like, the recruiting rules. So, like, that was not real great. So our punishments include a one-year probation, a $5,000 fine, Six month uh, show or show clause order for a former assistant coach who had impeded or had impermissible contact with a high school recruit. So basically, he did not have permission to uh, certain way. And one official visit 
and has its period of unofficial visits reduced to 14 days during the 2020-2021 season. So the remainder of this, the rest of this year. So not great. All right, and then the Bruins played against the Flyers, and it kind of looked like, too, the beginning, especially after the second period, looked like, once again, the Bruins weren't scoring any goals, nor getting anything done. And I did tweet it out that they were last in the league in goals. And I thought if they keep this up, they're not going to, yeah, they're not going to be uh, doing anything much or basically score any more goals. Or jokingly said they'll probably never score another goal ever again. But then right after I tweeted that, let's go over the box scores a little bit because this is where kind of things started getting good for the Bruins. Okay, go to Bruins. All right. So here we are. Flyers. So they played against the Flyers, Philadelphia Flyers. So to begin with, in the second or second period, they did not get a goal. They let trail 2-0. And then basically the beginning, right at the beginning, after I tweeted that tweet out on my personal Twitter page, Jack Stanika, the rookie, like the young prospect, Bruin, Got his first Bruins goal of his career, two to one. Flyers still led, but then Chris Coyle tied it up to make it two two uh, tie ball game. Right after that, then the Flyers got another goal to take the lead three to two, and then Nick Ritchie got a goal to tie it up three three. And then Brandon Carlo took the lead for the Bruins with fifteen eighteen or something like that. Like yeah, they kind of go back forward in time with this. So I'm. So Brandon Carlo to take the lead, but then the Flyers tied it up. They went overtime, no goals. And then in a shootout, Bankley, a goal by Jake DeBrusque, won it for the Bruins in the shootout. Losing streak is over. Bruins win, play dirty water. So great. So the losing streak is over. So awesome. They finally got some goals. And then page, former – so the Patriots have brought back former defensive uh, coordinator. Remember this guy's name? Matt Petruska? Yep, they decided to bring him back to the coaching staff after his stint with the Detroit Lions as their head coach didn't really go so well. So, yeah, so he is back on the coaching staff. But it is unknown for sure what his role might be on the team so far. But right now he's just an assistant. Great to have him back. Great to have Matt Petruska back. Way. way to have old Petruska back. Then Boston College played UConn on Friday, on the Friday night of the 22nd. And the game ended in a 3-3 draw, which didn't or which won the shootout, but they couldn't get it done. But apparently it looks like UConn won the shootout 2 nothing. I'm not really sure how. But yeah. So here we go. So let's go over. Boston College. All right. Boston College hockey. All right. So, yeah. So. So here we are. So yeah, they won. So the game ended at three-three tie, but 
it looks like UConn won the shootout to nothing. I'm not really sure how, but yeah. But we'll find out here. All right. Come on, show us the goals. Good lord, show us a game sum show us scoring summary. Oh, here we are. So here's a scoring summary. All right. So uh, Mark uh, McLaughlin got a goal for BC to win or to uh, take the lead, one nothing for BC. And then Roy Harrison got a goal to take the lead, two nothing for BC. But then UConn got back in the game with a goal of their own, two one in the third period with two forty three left or into the third period. And then BC got a goal by uh, Casey Carew. He got a goal with five oh five thirty eight into the third period. Make it three to one BC. Then UConn got a goal to even the score at one, and then they got another goal to tie it up three three. And then power, and then uh, yeah. So then after that, I'm not really sure. Yeah, they're not really going with the summary. So no overtime goals. I wonder if it's just because the game didn't get game completed in overtime. It, maybe it's just a technicality. Yeah, maybe just a technicality. I'm not really sure. Yeah, they're acting like this is a draw. Yeah. All right. So, yes, yeah, so still Boston College still at this point still ranked number one in the land. So, but they still did not do well against uh, UConn, so they should have won that game. And then news for the Red Sox. Finally, they decided to make a new. And speaking of Dustin Pedroia, it looks like he might have a replacement at second base. As the Red Sox signed former Dodgers second baseman and outfielder Kike Hernandez to a two-year, $14 million deal. So this is really good. This is really good that they, the Red Sox did this. Especially since the guy is a really good bat and a really good defensive player. And the guy, for the most part, is a good locker room guy. The guy has good chemistry. He is a character. And he just get it done. Yeah. So that would. this is actually a great move. Will this guarantee us a World Series? Nah, I don't really think so. I mean, but it's we're heading in the right direction a little bit. We're heading into the right direction for number 10. So, yeah. Great to see Kiki Hernandez sign with the Red Sox. So, welcome to the Red Sox, Kike. Hopefully, your two years here in Boston will be pretty eventful. Yeah. Like, really great. As an eventful as in really great. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully you might get a World Series here. So you'd have two World Series titles. You're one with the Dodgers last year and maybe one with the Red Sox in your two years here. Hopefully, if we get to that point. So really, great sign, great move. Then the Celtics played the 76ers again. And once again, Celtics could not get it done against Philadelphia as they lose again and lose three in a row, 122 to 110. So not great. So just once again, they got just got outdueled by um, Joel Embiid, and yeah, as they lose three in a row. So not really great. I don't know what's going on. Just yeah, at this point. All right. So let's go over my top performers of the game at this point. All right. No, that's not what I wanted. All right, here we go. All right, my top performers. So. Jalen Brown, he had a great night, 42 points. So he basically tied or at least overtook his career high in points. So this is probably his career high game. 
So very good, at least for that. Uh, Mark Smart with 20. Kemba Walker with uh, 19. But then the rest of everybody, ugh, not really great. So basically, Daniel Tice and uh, Javante Green basically had seven points. But that's about it. Nobody else really did well. Yeah, so the only really free people that actually did well tonight was Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Kemba Walker. Jason Tatum at this point is still out, so not really great. So, yeah. Hmm. All right. He's still out after contract tracing. Then the Red Sox, they're not done yet making moves on Saturday afternoon. They signed Garrett Richards to a one-year deal, $10 million. So this is very good. I mean, at the same time, yes, you got to be concerned about the – I did hear that he, has a, he is injury prone. But at the same time, apart from all the pitchers that we had last year, this is kind of an upgrade. This really is kind of an upgrade, especially for the pitcher, pitching staff we had last year. Well, if you, had, if you did include Martin Perez and Tanner Howe, but at the same time, everybody else kind of stunk too. Nobody could pitch to save their lives. They're, everybody was just, yeah. Well, maybe Phillips Valdez, he was pretty good out of the pen. Yeah, he was kind of like the, but everybody else didn't even, could not pitch to save their lives. And this is, so, my pitching staff for now, at least for the starting rotation, Chris Sale, when he becomes healthy, if Walter Rodriguez, um, and Nathan Evaldi, Garrett Richards, and Martin Perez, and maybe a sixth option as maybe Tanner Howard or Nick Pavetta. So, yeah. But as I said, when Chris Sale gets healthy, we might need another starter. So maybe we should go after somebody, or maybe make Tanner Howard maybe a starter. I don't know. They probably might go. My Our best option is to go get another starter, and I would suggest us going after Jake or uh, Jake Odorizzi of the Minnesota Twins. Get him, sign him a deal, get him locked up, and then the Boston College. Uh, then Boston College played against UConn on Saturday, and thankfully this game was not in a draw or a loss, but a victory for the Boston College Eagles as they take down UConn in Sturs, Connecticut, a hundred. I mean, not uh, four two two. Yeah. A hundred. Well, I was about to say, man, they've scored a lot of goals. That means, whoa. All right, all right. So here we go. The box scores. So to begin with, in the first period, with two thirty-one in the first period, Boston College got on the goal or got on the board by a Roy Harrison goal to make it one nothing BC, and then UConn tied it up on a goal with eight minutes into the first period to to make it one one. Then in the second period with 15 50, or 15:48 into the period, Casey Carew got a goal for BC to tie or to make it two to one Boston College. And then the in the 19 minutes and 22 seconds into the second period, uh, Mark uh, McLaughlin got a goal for BC to make it three to one BC. And then UConn kind of even the score. Make it a three to two with one goal on a Jake Flynn goal with fifteen fifty nine left in the game, so not great. So almost kind of winding down, and then Jack Van Ivy got a goal for BC on an empty netter, unassisted. 
to make it four to two BC. That's where your final score would stand. North or uh, Boston College is still ranked, uh, are still ranked or number one in the land. Let's see how they are in the Hockey East uh, Conference. I bet you they are number one or still ranked or Hockey East. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Yes. All right. So here we are. So your standings. Really? We're behind UMass? Huh. I thought we would be leading the conference at this point. Okay, whatever. All right. Wow. Okay. All right. So we're second in the Hockey East or Hockey East Conference. Huh. Okay. All right. And then the Boston Bruins played against the Flyers. And there's not going to be a shootout or an overtime because the Bruins basically just took care of business in this game. As they win this game, 6-1 to one against the Flyers. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't even a contest at this point. It was just basically a blowout. <clears throat> so here we go to begin with. So the, so Patrice Bergeron in the first period got a goal. Two make it one nothing Bruins, and then um, Hayes of the of the Flyers got a goal to tie it up one one. But that's the only goal the Flyers would get because at the end, because after that it was just Bruins, Bruins, Bruins. Craig Smith got a goal to make it two to one. Charlie Coyle got a goal to make it three to one at the end of the second period, and then the fourth third period, or Brad Marchand four to one. Brad Marchand again four to or five to one, and then Patrice Bergeron to make it six to one. That's your final score. Bruins win. They have won two in a row so far at this point, and look unstoppable. <clears throat> so very good. And then Connor. So before we go to break, um, I want to talk about the Conor McGregor fight. So they played. Um, so, so they actually fought. Yeah, so he fought fought Dustin Poirier on. Um, you know, we could just go to break and just talk about this later. Yeah, you know what? Maybe yeah. I mean yeah. At this point, it looks like time time wise, we might not have time to go over the entire fight. So we'll just wait. All right. So we'll go to break. All right, we are back. All right, so maybe we'll hold on. We'll talk about Gonzaga first, and then we'll get into a little bit about the Conor McGregor fight. So Gonzaga, they played Pacific, and it looked like it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a game. Gonzaga once again put away another conference opponent as they win this one, ninety-five to forty-nine. Yeah, it wasn't even a fight. Right. Pacific, Pacific, Pacific. All right. So here we go. So your top performers in points, it was a – oh, wait, no, it's specific. All right. I'll have to say, whoa. I'll have to say, did we score? All right. Here we are. Drew Timmy with 22 points. Timmy! <laughs> South Park reference. All right. Corey Kispert with 16 points. Joe IA with uh, 12 points. Um. 
Dominique Harris with 11 points. And uh, Jalen Suggs with 9 points. So those are your top five top performers. All right. So way good win. And still number one in the land at this point. And still leading their conference. Then Chelsea football played uh, round three of the FA Cup final against Luton. And they won this one three to one. It wasn't even a match as they win this one three to one against Luton. So let's go over the box scores. So, so basically only goals were, uh, so basically, yeah. So I actually, Tammy Abraham actually had a hat trick in this one. So we had all three of Chelsea's goals in the 11th minute, in the 17th minute, and the 74th minute. So very good. Add away Tammy Abraham. Have a day, why don't you? So they move on in the English uh, FA Cup final or FA Cup playoff. So good. Hopefully this year they'll win it. Yeah. And when's the last time that they won the FA Cup? All right. Chelsea. Let's go. Chelsea football? No, that's not what I want. I don't want the schedule. I just want... I just want... Yeah, I just want the... Yeah. I just want the history of Chelsea football. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Records. No. Here we are, honors. Here we are. So here we are. So their last FA Cup championship was 2018, or the 2017-2018 season. All right. So, yeah, so three years, three, four years. All right. So let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. So let's, let's avenge the last time, last year, that they played in the FA Cup and lost to Arsenal, which I watched. That was not a great match. No. Let's get it done. Let's have redemption. Because it looks like Arsenal lost their match and they're now out. Oh, the defending FA, FA Cup champs lost. Oh, sucks to be them. <laughs> All right, and then the Celtics played the Cavaliers back at home at the TD Garden. And it looked like not only the Celtics win – but they blew out the Cavaliers and won by as as a high amount of points as they did in the bubble against the Brooklyn Nets as they win this one, 141 to 103. It wasn't it wasn't even a game. It was just a blowout victory for the Boston Celtics and they're back to their winning ways at this point. And Jalen Brown, he has had an eye too. So basically, he scored. 33 points in 19 minutes that he played in the game. And he is and by doing that, he becomes the fastest, if not the first player to do that in NBA history. So an uh, awesome historic night for Jalen Brown. So awesome. Great for him. Good for him. Good for old JB. Alright, come on now. Let's go. Come on. Here we go. All right, so here we go. So my top performers in the Celtics, uh, Jalen Brown with 33 points. 
Then uh, Kemba Walker with 21 points. And then uh, Carson Edwards with 18 points. He had a career night in this game as he tied his career high in points with 18. And then uh, Daniel Tice with 17 points. And then Marcus Smart with 12 points. So an awesome, great night. Way to bounce back at the three straight losses. So awesome. Great Celtics. Way to get it done. So, yeah. Way to get it done in a uh, empty list Boston Garden. Yeah. Yeah. Still to get it done at home. And sad news for Chelsea football. Well, kind of a little bit good news, too, but at the same time, a little bit sad news, too. This is not how you want to end things. It looks like um, Chelsea football and their manager, Frank Lampard, had decided to part ways after 18 months in charge. So basically his reign as Chelsea manager is over. And a lot of Chelsea fans, there, there are a few of them um, that are divided on how they feel about Frank Lampard being manager. Even though he used to be a kind of a friend or club player as basically as a club player, as a franchise player, as in like probably one of the greatest players in Chelsea football history who became, who got the job because of his history with Chelsea as a player. But at the same time, his tactics and the whole, what have you done for me lately has kind of affected his reign and only made it. So he only lasts like one and a half seasons with Chelsea football. And it really does stink because you don't really – and that's why I kind of, as a, kind of like going to a Red Sox fan, that's why I don't want to see someone like David Ortiz or someone like a Jason Ferretech managing the Red Sox because when shit hits the fan, you're going to have to uh, criticize that player. And that's kind of – that's why I feel like unless if you weren't that good of a player with uh, that certain team if you played for, then I don't think that – the team should go after you as a player or as a manager, no, or as a coach, no. Yeah. It really does stink, but I can see where they had to make the decision on here. So but I feel like he is a good football mind that he'll land somewhere else. He'll land somewhere else and get another job. And I hope for that. Yeah. But for now, his reign in Chelsea is over. And it looks like they're gonna have to be looking for a new manager. Especially how this kind of season has been round, rounding up to with how they went after having the summer off season that they had by spending $300 million against someone like Kai Havertz, Thiago Silver, and guys like that. And everything's just falling apart a little bit too. Like that's why they're kind of like in the position that they are right now. But we'll see. Surprising news, Red Sox wise, them and the Yankees have made a deal in a rarity that doesn't really happen in this rivalry. They have decided to trade players. Who did the Red Sox get? They got right-handed pitcher Adam Alvino and prospect pitcher Frank German and $850,000 from the Yankees for in return a player to be a player to be named later and cash. So we basically just gave up nothing in this deal. So we basically got one of the best relievers. I know, yes, and there will be some people that say, well, you know, he had one bad outing. So, I mean, okay, he had one bad outing. You're allowed to have 
bad outings and bad starts as a pitcher. That's called Major League Baseball. If you haven't played the game, you don't. You really shouldn't. Yeah, seriously. But uh, yeah, still, yeah. I mean, we are getting a really good pitcher by acquiring this dude. Someone who knows, as I said about Garrett Richards, someone who knows how to pitch. Apart from the guys that we had last year, this guy knows how to pitch and can pitch effectively for the most part. So, really, we actually kind of won. And we also got a top prospect in this deal, too. Frank Germain, who could possibly be useful either as playing for the Red Sox or in a deal later on to get another player. So, yeah. So, actually, I feel like we won this trade, too. Especially get the Yankees got a player to be named later, which could end up being nothing or being a player that, yeah. So basically, we're just basically just giving up really nobody. Really. So, yeah. So I feel like we won this trade. I really feel like we won this trade a little bit, but we'll see. So just right after. Uh, and I kind of know, too, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit of this, too, because I didn't know if, like, I need to report on this, too. But it looked like, and it did become official later on, it looked like Chelsea Football found a new manager in Thomas Tussle. Yeah. Or I, I'm sorry I butchered this guy's name, Thomas Tussle. Yeah. He's a German guy, um, and he kind of does have some uh, connections, at least with the uh, Celtic player and American player, um, Christian Polistic. So, yeah, so he coached or uh, matched him with uh, Borussia Duramont uh, hockey team. So, yeah, or so basically, yeah, and he kind of like has that trust with him too. And he could also gel good with the German players too, like Kai Havert and uh, Timo Warner, Timo Bonner. Yeah, so, yeah, so very good, yeah. Although the reason, or the reason why I feel like his uh, reign might be uh, last, uh, le- or might uh, last, or last shortly here in Chelsea is that he doesn't really get along good with the front office people, so or the management basically. So he kind of has some falling out issues with those guys too. So we'll see. I'm kind of looking to the new future of this, and kind of a little optimistic too. Is kind of see how uh, Thomas Tuchel does for Chelsea football. So, yeah. He did uh, coach for uh, or manage for, uh, as I said, Bill Russo Dumont and recently uh, Paris Saint-Germain. So, kind of interesting there. And you've I've actually been hearing how good Paris Saint-Germain has been so far this year. So, so we might be getting a really good coach. Celtics played the Bulls in Chicago on Monday night. And... They did come out with a win, but at the same time, they almost kind of give us a stroke in the final minutes of the fourth quarter as Chicago did kind of lead a charge led by Zach Levine. But at this, at at that rate, it was a little bit, it was a little, a bit too little, a bit too late. As the Celtics escaped this one and won 119 to 103. All right. Da, da, da. Oh, we forgot to talk about the kind of a great. All right, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to get the news done first before we start really talking much. All right, all right. So here we are. My top performers, uh, Jalen Brown. He's been having a night so far too. And guess who's back, 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 
back again, again, again. Jay Tatum's back, back, back. Tell a friend, friend, friend. Yep, Jason Tatum, he returned back to the lineup after spending weeks on the COVID-19 protocol list or health and safety protocol list. So he was our second top performer with 24 points. Then Daniel Tice with 19 points. And then Marcus Smart with 13 points. And then it was uh, Aaron Neesmith with nine points, I believe. Yeah. That's kind of my top performer. Yeah, he kind of started. Been having a couple of good games so far that, lately. And, I mean, he has to at this point since uh, Peyton Pritchard went down. Oh, speaking of which, yes, he went down with a really bad knee injury. What good news is it's only a sprain MCL, and he'll be back in a couple weeks. So, yeah, so it's not really as serious as we fought when he went down against Philadelphia or in the Philadelphia game. I think it was Wednesday or Friday night, one of those games. So, we forgot to mention that, yeah. OP Rabbit down with injury. Not really wanted to see. And I was really shocked to see that, too, because having the rookie season he's been having so far – that's not what you want to see out of that. Like, you hate to see that. All right. Then the Bruins played the Penguins on Thursday night, and they won in o- – or a Tuesday night and won in OT, 3-2. to two. They get it done and won three in a row against <clears throat> our, you know, the season. So they have been having a pretty good season so far. Even though it kind of did, the first three games started out pretty bad, they kind of been turning on a little bit. Oh, here we go. Your box scores. So in the first period, uh, Brad Marchand got a goal shorthanded to make it one nothing Bruins. Then the second period, two nothing Bruins as Nick Ritchie had a power play goal to make it two nothing Bruins. And then the Penguins in the third period basically got on a rally and tied it up, uh, two two. If we go in the overtime, and then thank God the offseason acquisition, Craig Smith became the hero in this one, won in an overtime with literally seconds left in the OT as the Bruins win 3-2. to two. They're on a three-game win streak as they start a two-game series against the Pittsburgh, or Pittsburgh Penguins. Ooh, that penguin. <laughs> All right, and then bad news for Celtic football. One of our top young players, uh, Jermaine Frimprong, has decided to transfer to Beer Leverkusen in Germany, so in the Bundesliga. So he is leaving Celtic football. And that really does stink because he was really starting to turn it on for Celtic football, coming off the bench and basically starting. So that really stinks. But best of luck to him in his new career. Make us proud in the Bundesliga, as in the German Soccer League or German-Austrian League. Yeah. But make us proud there. Start lighting it up. Yeah. Celtic football. Once a Celtic football player, always a Celtic football player. Make us proud. And then Chelsea football played against the Wolverhampton Wanderers in Tussle's uh, debut as manager. And 
this game at Stanford Bridge ends in a 0-0 draw. Nobody scores. So there's nothing to go over point go over wise. Kind of does hurt them a lot in the standings. So here we go. Let's go over what the standings are after. So yeah, after uh, Chelsea football's tie. So they are ninth right now in the English Premier League. Eight wins, six law or six draws, and six ties. And 30 points behind, so basically 14 points behind uh, Man or uh, Man City United, who is leading the league right now. Oh, Man City. Huh. All right. Oh, Liverpool kind of fell off. Oh, man. Sheffield United has only won 12 or two games and are 17. Well, they're definitely going to get regulated, which, by the way, if you don't know what regulated means, or relegated means it means they are going to get kicked out of the league if they don't get their act together and get out for last place. Yeah, which means, yeah, they'll get kicked out of the league and, yeah. yeah. All right. And then Celtic football played another team that was getting relegated too. But thank God they got the job done against Hamilton acad- or Academical as they won 2 nothing against uh Hamilton Academical, 2 nothing. as I said. Yeah, so, yeah, I just reiterated myself. So, very good. Awesome. Way to get the job done. And way to break their lost tie streak. Awesome. Way to get it done. Way to get it done, Celtic football. So, let's go. Let's go over the box scores. All right. So, here we go. So, to begin with, so um, Lee Griffiths got a goal with the, in the 12th minute of the game for halftime to make it 1-0 Celtic football. And then after halftime in the 48th minute, uh, Esma, or Osborne, uh, Eduardo got a goal to make it 2-0 Celtic football. And that's where your final score would stand. Could, or Hamilton didn't even get anything off. Celtic get off, get the win, 2 to or 2 nothing. So very good. Awesome. Uh, all right, so very good. Awesome. All right. So let's see. Then the Celtics play the Spurs in San Antonio, and sadly, guys, the two game or two game win streak comes to an end as they basically shit themselves or screw themselves in the second quarter and lose this one 110 to 106. So not a great game. So they're now basically 10 and seven to start the year. And basically I believe third place in the Atlantic division or in the Atlantic division and basically fifth in the West or Eastern conference right now. So let's go over box scores. All right, so um, top performers was Jason Tatum with 25 points, Jalen Brown with 24 points, and then with 14 points, it was Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker, and then with eight points, it was uh, Jeff Th- or uh, Tristan Thompson with eight. So not really great. Not a great game. Yuck. Against a not too kind of like temp- – or kind of mediocre – San Antonio Spurs team, so not doing really well. Ugh. All right. Then the Bruins play the Penguins on um, 
So, yeah, they played the Penguins on Thursday night and won this one 4-1. to one. So, very good. So, they have basically increased their record to 4-1-1 um, and one and, one, and basically on a four-game win streak. So, very good. So, awesome. Yeah, so awesome. Well, actually, five one and one. So basically, they're five one and one right now. We'll go over the standings in a little bit. All right. So the player wise, so Chris Wagner had an unassisted goal to make it one nothing uh, Boston Bruins, and then um, then uh, the Penguins tied the game up with a one one goal tied up one one, and then uh, Sean Corelli got a goal to make it two to one Bruins. And then in the second period, three to one, Patrice Bergeron got a goal, um, make it three to one. And then in the third period, the icing on the cake, a power play goal by Patrice Bergeron to make it four to one. Bruins, that's where your final score would stand. Bruins win four to one and increase their record to five and one. And right now, they are second in the East Division right now behind the Washington uh, Capitals, who they play today or tonight. So basically, they are basically uh, two are basically undefeated right now. So they only had they well they're not really undefeated, but their their free losses were overtime losses. So yeah, so they're behind them in the standings by two points. So win tonight could possibly yeah kind of yeah, and also guess who the Bruins would play tonight or be facing? They will be facing old friend Sedano Chara, the former captain. Yep, they'll be facing him. And then, and then Thursday night, uh, Gonzaga men's basketball played against uh, San Diego. And it kind of looked like early on, eh, not really great, but they basically got back right into it. And then Gonzaga won this one 90-62. So they basically increased their record to, I believe at this point. Come on. All right. Gonzaga men's basketball. All right. All right. So here we go. So basically 16 and 0 right now. So very good. So they haven't lost a game yet. All right. And then uh, Drew Temme led the points, 21 points. Corey Kitzberg with 19. Jalen Suggs with 17. All right. And then um, uh, let's hold on. Here we are. And then uh, Julian Stalter with 11. And then Antoine Watson with 10 points. So very good. Attaway. And currently right now in their conference, they are leading their conference with a 7-0 record. So very good. So awesome. And then they play Pepperdine tonight at 6 p.m. or uh, 7 p.m., whatever time zone you live in. To check your local listings. But very good. Yeah. Awesome. And then to wrap up the news, and then we'll go to break. Uh, looks like, well, well, actually, no, a uh, couple of Celtic football news. So it looks like their uh, Celtic uh, CRC or chief executive, Peter Law, will retire from the position as CEO effective June the 21st and after holding position for 17 years. So, yeah. So there ends the reign of Peter Law. Basically ended up with so many championships with Celtic football and then. This is kind of how it's all ending. So, yeah. We don't know who the replace, Chris replacement will be. Probably be someone in the front office, but yeah. 
Trouble is brewing in paradise. And it's going to continue because today they played <clears throat> against St. Mernon today in Celtic Park. And they could not get the job done against St. Mernon as they lose this one 2-1. to one. Not a great performance. Just couldn't get it done in the first half. But then tried to get it done in the second half. And just, you know, just a little bit too little, bit too late. As your final score, 2-1 um, to one, Celtic. And the only goal will only go over. Okay, they're not going to show us this. Okay. I believe it was Edward who got the goal, but I was really like, I was trying to, I was watching the game on the computer and just was trying to fall asleep. Here we are. We'll look at this. All right. So, yeah, it was Edward in the or, uh, 32nd minute. So, that was the only goal of the game. Here we go. All right. So, right now, they are in, still in second place in the Scottish Premier League. And basically are just right behind, just kind of trailing uh, far behind two Rangers. Wow. Rangers hasn't lost a game so far. Yeah, so they are 23-3-0. and oh. So 23 wins, three draws, and zero losses. Wow, they haven't lost? Wow. Okay. That sucks so much. And then later on tonight, it'll be uh, Bruins against Capitals, Gonzaga versus Pepperdine, and then Celtics versus Lakers. Rivalry matchup. So, yeah. Kind of an eventful night tonight. Yeah. All right. So that is it for news and scores. All right. So we'll take a break, come back, and then go over fantasy, and then go over the Conor McGregor fight, and then wrap it up from there. All right, we are back to uh, kind of wrap up the show. All right, so it's kind of been pretty long, so let's get into it. So first off, let's end with fancy sports. So currently right now. All right. So here we go. ESPN fancy right now. So let's go over ESPN basketball fancy. Still nothing about uh, baseball just yet, but hopefully it's supposed to start out pretty soon. All right, so for basketball, the McMen, they are 5-0 and right now in their league and are currently right now being Team Braves 890-758. to So very good. So they might be 6-0 and by the end of the week. All right, awesome. Awesome, McMen. And then Caillou's annoying, which, by the way, actually, if you haven't heard by now, they have canceled the show, Caillou, after 20 years being on the air. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so right now they are 4-1 and one to start the year. They did take their first loss. Um, and, there are, and they are winning right now against New Jersey Gobblers, 862 to 628. So very good. Awesome. All right. And then go up for glory. They are currently – or they are currently one or four and one, and well, currently right now losing the team Giba, eight hundred eighty three to five hundred ninety, so not great so far. The Boston Toms they are four and one and on one game losing streak. Well, they're probably going to lose two in a row right now, as they're losing to Team George eight hundred seventy two to eight hundred six, so not great. The boys of the old brigade they are two and three right now. And are currently beating Team Oz, 
880 or 885 to 624. So if they keep this up, they'll be at 500 by the end of the week. So very good, very good. Attaway boys, the old brigade. The Stan or the Stan Marsh team named after the South Park character, Stan Marsh. Um, they are currently losing, or they're currently one and four right now, so not having a great season, and are currently losing to Team Fogel Song, six hundred and fifty nine to six hundred and fourteen. So not great. Nope. And now let's go over uh, ESPN Fantasy Hockey. All right, Tyrone Bigrams. Yep, named after the Dave Chappelle uh, character. Yeah, Tyrone Bigrams, the crack addict. Yeah. Um, they're losing, or they are a 2-0 to start the year, so they are still undefeated. But it looks like if they don't get their uh, act together in this game, they will be 2-1 as they are currently losing the team carry. six Or 63.1 to 51.2. So not great. The Kyle Broplowski's named after the South Park character, uh, Kyle Broplowski. Um, they are uh, 2-0 and to start the year, but also the same direction as Tyrone Biggums. If they don't get their act together in this one, they will lose the team Western and be 2-1 and as they are losing this one 66.1 to 48.1. So not great. So the Boston Toms, they are 1-1 one one right now. And they are currently beating uh, Team Vikanoff uh, 74.7 to 37 or 37.2. So very good. So awesome if they keep this up. All right. And then the boys of Kilmichael, they are 0-2 to start the year. And it looks like they're probably going to lose their game too to this, in this one to Team Brotherton uh, 66.7 to 50 or 52% or 52 points. So not great. And then, as we said, for ESPN Baseball or Fantasy Baseball, nothing yet. But hopefully something will come up soon. Looks like Yahoo's Fantasy Baseball has just started up. Then let's get into Yahoo Fantasy. All right. So currently, so here we go. For uh, Yahoo Fantasy Basketball, all right, so the South Park Warriors. Hold on, we should probably get the at least get the oh, standings up. Here we are. Here we are. Standings. All right, because yeah, the Yahoo Fantasy standings are really like helping us out a lot. So here we are. So the South Park Warriors, they're one and four right now, and they are currently tied with Taj Team. Four to four. So if they keep this up, they'll be one, four, and one. So one win, four losses, and one tie if they keep this up. So yeah. So awesome. Well, not awesome, but still, yeah, but at least, yeah. All right. KG's the GOAT. They are four and one to start the year, but are currently losing to where is Harden 940 or 46.40. Two seven hundred eight point eighty, so not doing great, and they are projected to lose, so not great. All right, and then Compos Ferrets, they are two zero oh, and three, so basically two wins, zero losses, and three ties, and they are currently beating We the North seven to two, so awesome, so very good, so they'll be three three or three zero oh, and three. So awesome. 
So three wins, zero losses, and three ties. All right, the Ringer NBA team, they are currently 3-2 and two to start the year and are currently losing the team. Lucky Luciano, 7-5. to five. So not doing great. So if they lose, they'll be 3-3-0. Three, three oh. Or 3-3, three and three, or 3-3, three and three, yeah. I won't even count the ties until they actually tie a game. All right. Podrick Pierce, they are still 0-5 to start the year. And they are currently, once again, losing to Heat Check, 1,199.70 to 978.45. So they are projected to lose and go 0-6. Not great. Not great for the team that I named after the leader of the Easter Rising. Nope. All right, so the average Joes, they are 1-4 to start the year. And they are currently winning right now against Goat LeBron, 1,142.75 to 704.25. So, and they are projected to win. They are projected to win. So they will be um, 2-4 or 2-4. and four. All right. All right, so let's see. All right, so here we go. For hockey, right now, Sedano Chara, they are O or O and 1 right now and are currently uh, losing to what's your point, 6-3. to three. So not doing so hot right now. So they will be 0 and 2 if they can't get their act together. All right. Channel 4 News team, they are currently uh, losing or currently 1-0 the start or 0-1 the start of the year. And they are cur- but currently winning right now against one-timer 6-3. So very good. Awesome. So they'll be 1-1. One one. All right. All right. Sean McDermott, they are currently 1-0 right now. And are winning against Vikings seven to three, so they'll be two and zero if they keep this up. So awesome, very good. Anyway, all right, and then the Spitting Chicklets, named after the Barstool Sports uh, Hockey uh, Podcast, Spitting Chicklets, they are one and zero to start the year, and are currently beating Murray's Mayhem five to three. So very good, awesome. So yeah, so doing very good right now. All right. So, and as so, oh, yeah, as we said, um, ESPN Baseball, or uh, not, Yahoo Fantasy Baseball has returned. And here are teams. So, basically, so here we are. So, I've named one team, the Kansas City Monarchs, named after the Negro Leagues uh, baseball team, the Kansas City Monarchs, or powerhouse team. So, very, so, yeah, want to do homage to them. And then... Named after a ham or a named a team at, called Hammering Hank, named after Hank Aaron, who just recently this last week passed away at the age of 84. So, or was it eight? Hold on, 1934. Hold on, 1934 minus 2021, 87. So he died at 87 years old. So yeah. Yeah, rest in peace, Hank Aaron. And looking at his history, too, even after the home run chase, too, how many death threats he got, especially racial hateful um, death threats they got, too. And that was just pretty weird. And when he hit that uh, broke a, or Babe Ruth's home run record 
and there were fans running on the stands. His security guard was so um, he, they interviewed him, and he was like saying like he was ready to have his gun out too because seeing that too, he thought that oh my, there were fans wanting to try to kill him instead of just oh they're just fans just wanting to like hey congratulate him and just say hey good job. But he thought at that point, oh my god, someone is trying to kill Hank Aaron. He kind of did say too, like he just wanted to get this over with, and not only. And here's the thing about how great Hank Aaron was in that situation. Instead of being hateful to the people that brought him so much wrong and like said so many hateful things and said death threats to him, he just acted classy about it. So you know what? You might hate me, but you know what? I'm going to act like a bigger person about this, and I'm going to break your precious Babe Ruth's record by doing it, by being a class act person. And that's what he did. He just acted like, you know what? Nothing's wrong. Nothing bad is going to happen. I'm not really rattled about this, even though deep down inside he was kind of a little rattled and saying, like, hey, I just want to get this done over with kind of deal. But at the same time, he just acted with so much class and just held himself accountable and stuff like that. And basically that's why I kind of like Hank Aaron. That's why we did homage to him, maybe because he passed away this past week and how, like, he was just basically going through all that to how he could just keep his head – held high and just basically just act like a class act person and great human being. All right. So we named our team or another team after this podcast, the Roar Rooters. So we named him or named this team, the Roar Rooters. And we are basically the first team to draft on uh, February the 5th. So yeah, we're just basically just getting ready to go. Yeah, let's get, let's get going. Then we named another team after the Barstool uh, uh, baseball podcast, the starting nine podcast. And then, our final team, we have – or wait, no, actually we've got two more teams. Then we named the team Section 10 after the Red Sox Barstool podcast that we like and kind of got – was our inspiration of starting this podcast too called Section 10, so we named it after that. And then we named our final one Thomas Clark, named after one of the leaders of the Easter Rising. So we named uh, this team after Thomas Clark. So, yeah, there's our – yeah. So very good. Ready to get ready to get going. Way to get back into this. Hopefully, baseball will start soon. Yeah. Let's just hope. It's kind of looking like too. It's kind of looking like that it will start on time. Well, the Cactus League is trying to uh, postpone play to like they're trying to start or postpone up uh, uh, preseason or uh, spring training for their teams. So we'll see about that. So finally, as I said, we're now done with the fancy now. Well, not done for now for this episode. We're done with fancy. So let's get into the Conor McGregor fight. So, yeah. So the fight happened last fr- or Saturday night, so we didn't talk about it. And so we're ta- I'll talk about it now. We're going to end the show with a Conor McGregor song or kind of inspired song to wrap up the show. So, yeah. As you already know, he fought Dustin Poirier in the main event in UFC 257. And in the second round, he did got knocked out by Dustin Poirier, which ended the match and not looking so great. So, yeah, it was not a great night for me so far. He did kind of hold his own. Both fighters held their own in the first fight. I thought, all right, so this fight will probably go all the way, like to the three or four rounds. I feel like and it just ended in technicality. But then Poirier knocked him out and then just went south from there. 
I didn't almost feel a little bit bad after I saw both uh, players basically congratulating each other and basically like saying, hey, good match, good match, and then basically being respectful and acting accordingly about the whole thing and saying that, like, yeah, respecting, hey, like, we respect each other's game and work ethic, and it was a really great fight. And McGregor said, you know what, I should have been prepared a little bit better about this and, like, not taking that much time off and stuff like that. And he was asked, too, will he fight in 2021? Possibly. Yeah, he did say possibly. He will say, yeah, yeah, hopefully, yeah. There is a little – he did say there was a little inconsistency, too, but – after kind of seeing how those guys acted after the match and seeing how, like, they didn't, like, get at each other and, like, basically respect each other and said, kind of, like, yeah, like, saluted each other and stuff like that, I thought, okay, maybe I may have a little more respect for Dustin Poirier after that. Now, there were a lot of memes and stuff that um, Jake Paul said after the match that I didn't really care for, too, I have no respect for either. Yeah, I just thought that was just, yeah, yeah. But in the end, the reason why I got in the UFC fighting or UFC stuff and stuff like that and got into the UFC was because of Conor McGregor. So you have to, that's why McGregor held so much of pride in my heart. And because, yes, he's an Irishman too. And, and just, yeah, that's why I kind of fell in love with the UFC is because, I would have never got into the UFC or fell in love with the UFC if it weren't for someone like Conor McGregor showing up in 2015. Well, he didn't show up in 2015, but, like, I found out about him in 2015 after watching. It was, like, right before the uh, Jose Otto match that he won the featherweight title in 2015 in December. Like, a buddy of mine, a teammate of mine, former teammate, was a – Posted an Instagram saying, like, hey, good luck to Conor McGregor. I thought, who's this Conor McGregor, dude? So I looked into him. I thought, okay, maybe this might be my dude. And seeing the guy shrug like that and have that swagger, like, I just don't give an F and stuff like that. And just saying, like, hey, I really don't care. I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to be the person that I feel like I'm comfortable being. And that's why I kind of like Conor McGregor because he can be his own individual. And that's why I like the guy. And that's why I fell in love with the UFC. Other other fighters I like, um, I like that uh, guy from New England, uh, Calvin Cater. I like that dude too, the New England cartel. That might be my one of my second favorite fighters too, and maybe favorite fighter depending if McGregor comes back or not this year. That might be my guy, Calvin Cater, because yeah, he's a New England guy and a Patriots fan too. We actually heard that the guy is a Patriots fan. So yeah, Sultan, yeah, yeah. This is a Patriots podcast a little bit, too, apart from other other teams, too. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. And it was a little bit, too, like, at the same time, I didn't really feel bad because this was actually the first time I actually got to see McGregor fight because a lot of the his fights were pay-per-view matches, and I, I couldn't find a way to get pay-per-view until I found ESPN+. And, by the way, I actually heard a lot of people – on that night, actually lost, like, had, like, an ESPN Plus outage. Yeah, which actually got a lot of people mad. It was, like, 30 minutes before the match even started, that the actual event started, that it this outage happened. And that really stunk. Like, a lot of people were mad. Like, I actually saw buddies from Heartland Baseball, like, were getting really mad. Like, hey, like, what's going on? Why is ESPN Plus not working? We are, 
we paid seventy something dollars for this pay per view for the Washington pay per view on ESPN Plus, and you're now starting to break down. What what is going on? Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, yeah. A buddy of mine uh, posted a uh, Dan Katz of Barstool Sports like saying like figure it out. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Like, say, like, and he's tweeted, like, hey, ESPN Plus or ESPN, figure it out. Yeah, really. I mean, at the same time, I mean, yeah, it's an outage. I mean, it really is not really controllable. But at the same time, you let this happen, like, 30 minutes before a match. What is going on? Yeah. I mean, that's why I kind of felt a little bit great about it, too. Going back to seeing McGregor fight, and that was the first time I've seen McGregor fight ever. Yes. Well, you're a McGregor fan. Well, yeah, a lot of the matches were pay-per-view, and I was still at the same time living at my parents' house, too. And this was like a, almost a year after his last fight with Donald Cerrone, and this was before we got ESPN+. Plus. So, But heading into the near future, for now on, I will buy a pay-per-view match if McGregor or Calvin Cater are in those events. If not, eh, I mean... We'll just watch UFC Fight Night. I mean, those are pretty uh, – I mean, yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, not that I would not care about the UFC. I mean, I kind of do, but at the same time, I mean, I'm not going to spend $70 every Saturday or something like that to watch a pay-per-view. That, that's just – unless if it's my favorite player or favorite fighter in the actual mat or actual pay-per-view match, yeah, it's, it's – yeah. Just to save money. Well, anyway, yeah. So, next week is the Super Bowl. So, it's going to be a Mahomes and Brady matchup. And I'm kind of going with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Because I kind of want to see Tom Brady win his seventh ring. Just like, and I know I'm still a Patriots fan. Through the end, no matter where Tom Brady ends up playing his final years of his career, but at the same time, I kind I kind of do want to see Tom Brady win it. I kind of do feel a soft spot for the guy who won six Super Bowl titles for us and brought so much honor and glory to this great franchise, or to this franchise in New England in Boston. So yeah, so that's what I'm kind of going for, but. It'll be kind of interesting. I mean, at the same time, if the Patriots aren't in, and I'm really not interested, I'm just kind of just a fan, just watching, just for fun, just kind of hang out with friends and family. Yeah. So that's about it. So maybe next week we probably won't uh, record, maybe because we got a busy week next week because we're celebrating my sister's birthday and stuff like that. So we might skip next week, maybe not use our week or monthly week off uh podcast yeah i know the super bowl is next week but at the same time yeah i don't know yeah we might just take a week off again next week but we let you know we let you know so you heard it first all right so anything else i think we're good all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at Podcast Royal. And then follow my personal Twitter page at Junkyard Dog underscore 92. We will have that in the details of the episode. 
and then follow the show on Instagram at Royal Rooters1992. And then follow the show on TikTok at Royal Rooters91792. And then follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Public, and Antenna Pot or and uh, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast from. Doesn't matter what we just mentioned. Yeah, something from our other podcast. All right. And with that being said, I believe that about do it. All right. See you guys next or see you guys in a couple weeks. Manana. Bring out, let's bring out Ferris. Yeah. Tell us to go home. Yeah, where is Ferris? I guess he ain't coming. <laughs> Old Ferris telling us to go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Old Ferris. Yep. Yeah. Ferris Bueller. That would be almost like. 30 something years old. Almost 40 if you go into 27 or 2027 20, or 20. Yeah, there we go. <laughs>
Speaking of devil. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Please go home. I want to go back to watching college basketball. Go. Oh, enough. See you guys in two weeks.